right. Welcome to Newsmax Daily for Friday, June 23rd, 2023, the 25th Friday of the year. And it's United Nations Public Service Day, created by the UN, of course, back in 2002. A day to celebrate and recognize the value of public service to society and encourage younger people to pursue careers in public service. And if you happen to serve in public service, thank you for what you do and kudos to you. Today is your day. Not only... Is it Friday? It's also National Bring Your Dog to Work Day if you still actually go to work. Otherwise, you probably have your dog by your side while you're working from home all the time anyway. Not sure if President Biden will parade his dog major around the White House today, but he does have more meetings with India's Prime Minister Modi today. Meetings with Modi sounds like a TV show or a book, you know, like Tuesdays with Maury which was also a movie. Anyway, speaking of meetings with Modi, I have to go right to this. This is gold. Moving ourselves and having railway to go all the way across the southern two-thirds, the, the, from the Atlantic Ocean to the, to the Indian Ocean in Africa to be able to transport and do it cheaper and do it with less, less how can I say it, less carbon emissions. Atlantic Ocean, Indian Ocean, Africa, train. It's going to be sweet. Now we just need to find out which international train magnet paid Hunter Biden $5 million to get Joe to start talking about ocean trains, and then we'll have a monologue for tomorrow night. Meanwhile, Narendra Modi thinking to himself, what on earth happened to this country since the last time I was here? Rob Schmidt tonight featuring President Biden speaking, well, attempting to speak at the White House alongside Modi on Thursday. Remember when Biden always used to say, come on, man. Well, come on, man. How can anyone continue to support him for president of the United States? You know how the rhino Republicans have come out against Trump? There needs to be at least one Democrat, one, and not Joe Manchin, but a real Democrat who's going to stand up and admit what the whole world is seeing here. And let me remind you again, when something happens to Joe Biden, Vice President Kamala Harris will be the president. Come on, this is serious. This isn't even Republicans versus Democrats. They need someone else. If you're a Democrat, now is your time. I'll say it again. No one is stepping up. Because they know Michelle Obama is going to jump in. Call me crazy, but there are other people saying what I'm saying as well. And have you noticed how all of a sudden Barack Obama has been popping up in interviews? Something to think about. We'll see what happens. So back to the White House. There was a state dinner last night for the Prime Minister of India. To liberty, equality. Toast to our partnership. To our people. Nearly 400 guests attended. You know, people like House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, Chuck Schumer, Mitch McConnell, Nancy Pelosi, basically all of Congress. And Hunter Biden attended. And today, tweets from the POTUS and VP accounts about the Prime Minister's visit are getting a lot 
of attention because they say almost the same exact thing. Now, you know, neither of them actually wrote it, but their staff isn't doing a very good job of mixing it up, apparently. Well, Vice President Harris, I don't know, she may have written it. She may be doing her own tweeting. Maybe she even wrote both of them and, you know, just kind of move the words around a little bit on Biden's tweet. But you'll see a lot about that on uh, Twitter today. Also happening in Washington was the House Ways and Means Committee hearing that I told you about yesterday. Reviewing the claims made by multiple, yes, multiple IRS whistleblowers regarding the tax investigation and deal of Hunter Biden. More from Greg Kelly. Uh, We are hearing some amazing things from the whistleblowers, investigators for the IRS who have stepped forward with some shocking, unbelievably important stuff being ignored. However, it's making history now. In July of 2017, they uncovered some remarkable communications between Hunter Biden and a man in China by the name of Zhao, Henry Zhao, member of the CCP, director of the Harvest Fund. And quite frankly, we don't know too much more about him other than that. But looks like he had a hell of an argument with Hunter, who was sitting right next to his dad, Joe Biden, when these text messages were exchanged. Are you ready? They're pretty intense. From Hunter Biden to Mr. Zhao. I am sitting here with my father and would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. Tell the director that I would like to resolve this now before it gets out of hand. And now means tonight, like a collection agency. And Z, if I get a call or text from anyone involved in this other than you... Zhang or the chairman, I don't know who all these characters are, I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows and my ability to forever hold a grudge that you will regret not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father. Wow. And it sounds a lot like the Bidens, doesn't it? Um, You know, he's very, very close to his father. We've heard that a million times. I mean, who goes down to the photo studio at Sears to take a picture like this or a picture like this? I can easily see them sitting on a couch texting some guy in China demanding money. Can't you? After all, the vice president of the United States brought his son Hunter to China in the most inappropriate, probably illegal display of muscle ever shown. And then they met with Chinese officials in a hotel, Chinese officials that Joe that Hunter was doing business with. So the House Ways and Means Committee, I mean, thank goodness the Republicans are in charge of at least the House. They're getting all this information. The whistleblowers have come to them as is their uh, legal right. And well, This is the House Ways and Means Committee Chairman Jason Smith of Missouri. The IRS recommended charges against Hunter Biden that included attempt to evade or defeat tax, a felony, fraud or false statements, a felony, and willful failure to file returns, supply information, or pay tax. These tax crimes cover an estimated 2.2 million in unreported tax on global income streams to Mr. Biden and his associates from Ukraine, Romania, and China, 
totaling 17.3 million from 2014 to 2019. Mr. Biden personally received $8.3 million. So if Jason Smith's name were Adam Schiff, this would be the most famous press conference in the world right now. But he's a Republican and it's about the Biden, so it's being minimized, but it is so important. This is smoking gun evidence. Greg Kelly, host of Greg Kelly Reports, 10 p.m. Eastern on Newsmax. He mentioned Adam Schiff, who was censured by the House of Representatives, Florida Congresswoman Anna Paulina Luna, who filed the resolution to censure Schiff, was on Newsmax last night. It took two times because the first time around, there's some Republican Congress people who decided not to vote or voted against uh, this resolution. Congratulations. Tell us, uh, tell us, you know, hard fought or what? Hard fought. You know, last week it was interesting. You had Schiff saying, oh, yeah, you know, I'm not going to get censured, kind of riding his high horse. And so I saw him after we left the floor and I said, hey, buddy, I'm going to be back for you next week. And, well, here I am next week, a day after the censure. So basically what we did was we tweaked the verbiage in the bill a little bit. You know, um, my fine actually is very much so constitutional. It's something that we actually are able to do. And so anyone that was arguing that it wasn't, I think, just didn't properly read the bill. But, you know, I digress on that subject. The point is, is that we removed the fine. And so we brought forward the censure. And the censure ultimately is basically one of the second most severe things that you can be faced with as a member of Congress. There's only been previous to shift. I believe it's 25 other members that have ever been censured in U.S. history. And a majority of those were during the Confederate um, War of the Union. So basically the Civil War. And ultimately, the step above a censure would be expulsion from Congress. So not only has he been formally censured, of which you saw that crazy meltdown on the floor, even Pelosi was down there throwing a temper tantrum. But then after that, he has been referred to ethics for a formal investigation. So he will be um, looked into for abuse of power, exploitation of position. Obviously, he was fundraising off of it. But more importantly, he cost the American taxpayers over $32 million dollars. And that was fraudulent spending that we didn't have to spend ultimately because he promoted a lie that he well knew that was a lie. Well, I, so he might still we can still hold out hope for expulsion, I guess, since it's the, the investigation yeah. may go on. Eric Bowling with Florida Congresswoman Anna Paulina Luna Schiff then made the rounds on liberal media yesterday. But even Anderson Cooper of CNN questioning the integrity or appearing to question the integrity of what Schiff was pushing. Do you have any regrets on, on how you handle the Russia issue? Obviously, the former president was never criminally implicated for anything involving Russia. Uh, no, not at all. Uh, I think the investigation of his misconduct was very important. Uh, it ultimately led to his impeachment, which I was proud to lead. Uh, and it led to the first bipartisan vote to remove a president in U.S. history. <laughs> he, he was proud of the thing that got him censored by you, Anna Polina Luna. I mean, look, Adam Schiff is going down in history. Look, Eric, you know that we're not forever here. We're not eternal. So what is he going to go down in history as his last term in office is a documented liar? And so when you are gone, when I'm gone, when we're no longer here, people will be able to, able to read about exactly who he is. And I think that's really playing the long game on this whole thing, because at the end of the day, I think the American people have exhaustion from the constant nonsense. I mean, even just last night alone, if you looked at the floor arguments, they were literally obsessed with Trump. It's like these people cannot leave it alone. 
And yet they're failing to understand that, yes, we have control of the House and we're actually doing things for the American people. But what I've realized, Eric, is that a lot of these members on the other side of the aisle, they'll say one thing and they go and they literally lie to the American people. And so there's no wonder that Americans don't trust Congress. They don't trust the media. It's because of this type of lying. But as we're seeing, I have faith in my colleagues. We brought it to the floor and I hope he enjoys his ethics investigation. Again, that's Congresswoman Anna Paulina Luna on the balance with Eric Bowling. Shifty Shift was on CNN, MSNBC, and some other outlets, some of whom are also reporting this tiff, this big argument between Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia and Lauren Boebert of Colorado. We go back to Eric Bowling, who also had Carrie Lake on the show. And my thought is that, that, yes, that's going to happen, but the left is making so much hay out of this. Listen to Chris Hayes last night, and I think it was Jen Psaki talking about that. There was a sort of um, uh, an argument on the floor of the, of the House today in which Marjorie Taylor Greene called Boebert a, quote, little bitch. Uh, the angry exchange came as the two lawmakers have been swiping at each other over their competing resolutions to impeach President Joe Biden. And so it's not that they get in an argument on the floor over whether or not to impeach, but it's that the left just takes it and runs with it and makes it look worse than it probably is. Of course they do. I mean, they've been doing that forever. They do that with me. They do that with President Trump. They do it with any candidate or political person who is who they're afraid of, who's powerful and who's making waves. And that's exactly what Lauren and MTG are doing. I know both of those women. I I respect and love both of those women because they fight for our country. And you know what? If you look back at any great battle, you know, going back to our founding fathers, you know that they had moments where they were probably a little bit at each other's throats, but we're all going for the same mission, which is saving our country. So I didn't get worked up. I heard a little bit about that interaction between Lauren and Marjorie hey, we are fired up to save our country. And when you're fired up, sometimes not the perfect words come out. That's okay. We are on the same mission to save our country. I love the fact that they're fighting over who gets to push forward with the impeachment of Joe Biden. That's a great, noble thing to fight over. I'm glad that they both want to do it. I I hope it was. I hope it was. Former Arizona gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake on Newsmax with Eric Bowling. And this argument between the congresswomen leads me to something outside of politics. Hang on. You'll want to hear this. I have to tell you how the Eden Pure Thunderstorm air purifier is making my life Eden better. It uses proven oxy technology that quickly destroys viruses, odors, and mold pretty much anywhere in your home and fast. It's only about the size of your hand, so you can plug it in anywhere. Behind a sofa, behind a bed, quickly eliminates odors from trash cans, litter boxes, cigarette smoke, cigar smoke, or whatever. Gone. I have one in the kitchen, another in the bedroom. The thunderstorm sends out O3 molecules which destroy odors, viruses, and mold with air so pure you can smell it. And we are loving our Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifiers. Right now, you can save $200 on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm 3-pack and start enjoying your whole home again. Get three units for under 200 bucks. Put one anywhere you need clean, fresh air. And if you travel, take it with you for hotel rooms. Go to EdenPureDeals.com, put in the discount code TONY, and save $200. That's Eden 
E-D-E-N-PureDeals.com, discount code Tony, like my name, and shipping is even free. So outside of politics, have you heard about this Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg proposed cage fight? If you're hearing this for the very first time, your reaction is most likely like mine and everyone else's. Like, come on. Is this just Twitter smack talk or is this for real? Well, according to UFC president Dana White, in an interview with TMZ, he says they're absolutely dead serious. Apparently, this all started on Twitter and a tweeter warning Elon Musk to watch out for Zuckerberg's jujitsu skills, which I didn't know existed. But Musk said, I'm up for a cage match if he is, LOL. And I guess that started to gain some traction. Well, Dana White, who, by the way, is a good friend of President Trump's, not that that has anything to do with anything, said he was talking to Zuckerberg, who asked, is Elon serious? And then White said, I don't know, but I'll find out. And when he asked Elon, Elon Musk apparently said, yeah, I'm dead serious. Of course, Dana White would love for this to happen so UFC could pocket more millions of dollars, but I feel like... If it really happened, it would probably only be streamed on Facebook and Twitter, right? But UFC would have to sanction the match and provide the cage and all that. If Zuckerberg really has jujitsu skills, then Elon better start working out. Also trending today is an NBC News story about the 19-year-old who perished on the Titanic sub with his father. Sulman Dalwood's aunt told NBC News that he said he wasn't very up for the trip and felt terrified. But he did it because it was a Father's Day trip. And we now know that the Navy may have known or suspected much earlier than yesterday that the submersible had imploded. Tragic, tragic story. And let's wrap it all up with Greta Van Susteren's interview of former New Jersey governor and GOP presidential candidate Chris Christie. I want to start with some bookkeeping work, and then I want to go into some policy issues. Sure. First of all, I go through your Twitter account today, and you had like 10 tweets about President Trump. Yep. Why? Why? I mean, it's like I'm, I'm looking for policy, and I'm just like, tweet, 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 crumb, cry, baby. What's the De- point? Depends on the day, Greta. You know, uh, look, he's the front runner, And if you want to win this nomination, you have to beat him. Uh, and I think a lot of the other candidates in this race are making a serious mistake um, by not encountering him, engaging him. And you have to beat him. Otherwise, he's going to be the nominee. So I don't see any reason to play this game in a way uh, where you act like he isn't. We did that eight years ago. I was in that race. We all paid attention to each other, paid no attention to him. By the time we got done paying attention to each other, he was the nominee. Uh, Was he a bad president? Um, He failed us in a number of different ways. Uh, He had some some good things, but he failed us in a number of different ways. Said he was going to build the wall built a quarter of the wall, said Mexico was going to pay for it. We haven't gotten our first peso. Said he was going to repeal and replace Obamacare, had a Republican Congress the first two years, failed at it, and failed because he personally insulted John McCain over and over and over again. And when you do that kind of stuff, you wind up needing that person's vote for something really important for the country. Said he was going to balance the budget in four years, Greta, left with the biggest deficit of any president in American history. And I could go on with other things and will. Do you worry that by focusing on that, you don't look inspirational, but you look like you're just in a a dogfight? Or is that part of the the nomination? I think you can do both. You can chew gum and walk at the same time. And if you, you know, listen to my announcement speech, you know, 20 of the 25 minutes was on what I wanted to do for the country and what I saw as the country's future. Um, But I think you also can't ignore the fact that he's been the nominee the last two times. And if you want to win, you got to prove why you're going to be better than him. And part of that 
is to point out the problems in his record and, and the problems with how he's led or not led in this country. Well, when we look around the world, one of the concerns, obviously, is weapons of mass destruction. I think one of the greatest weapons of mass destruction is a virus with gain of function. When you, when you make it more potent, because viruses don't know any borders, and now it's so easy to make a virus. We all worry about uh, uranium enrichment, but I worry about that. What would you, if you were president of the United States, how would you handle the growing risk uh, of viruses in this country? Well, it's a really good question, Grant, and I think what you need to do is not to be as naive as we were um, back in the, both the Obama administration and the Trump administration. You remember when, when COVID first broke, President Trump said, you know, President Xi can be trusted. He's handling it. Um, I think we all figured out that that was very naive. The Chinese are not transparent. They don't share information. And they didn't care what happened to the rest of the world. He locked down China. He didn't care about what happened every place else. Chris Christie on the record with Greta Van Susteren, 6 p.m. Eastern on Newsmax. Former Texas Representative Will Hurd announced his 2024 Republican presidential campaign yesterday as well. DeSantis, Pence, Vivek Ramaswamy. Um, Asa Hutchinson over the weekend, don't forget, Suarez, the former Miami mayor, he jumped in with no coverage whatsoever. It was like nobody cared at all that he got in the race. And somebody else that you haven't heard from at all, one of the very first people to announce that he was running, talk show host Larry Elder. What happened to him? Come on, Larry, say something. Make an appearance. I mean, is he still in it? I guess so. Larry Elder. All right, if you are not already watching Newsmax TV for some reason, don't forget it is available just about everywhere. Uh, AT&T, Comcast, Cox, Cable, Dish, DirecTV, and many others. It's on your favorite platforms as well, like Amazon TV, Apple TV, Roku, and more. And make sure you get the Newsmax app on your phone so you can watch your favorite shows anywhere, anytime. Thank you for checking out the Newsmax Daily Podcast. I'm Tony Marino. Have a fantastic and safe weekend. We'll see you back here on Monday. In the meantime, keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.